0: Hey folks, and welcome to episode 61 of the far beyond metal podcast i'm your host and guide on this metal journey daniel cordova in this episode mina caputo tells us about her first band and i recommend the progressive metal band lunar but before that i welcome back dan briggs dan is one of my earliest guests on the podcast and is the basis of one of my absolute favorite bands between the buried and me He is a man of many talents and projects, and I reached out to him to see about him coming on to talk about his latest EP under the Nightmare Scenario project. That EP is called Beyond What Is Real. This is Dan's solo music output that features him doing just about everything and is a very strange and experimental offering. I met up with him outside of the Fillmore in San Francisco before the BT BAM show with Chon in Intervals, so this is us chatting on the bus. We talk all things Nightmare Scenario, finding the right pots and pans to record, if he's a Grinch or a Cindy Lou Who, BT BAM, and a lot more. So before I begin my chat with Dan Briggs, here are some of Darkness All Around from the Nightmare Scenario EP Beyond What Is Real. Sacramento mm, mm-hmm. when you were doing the whole thing yeah like yeah this. I mean I love you guys I'll follow Devin anywhere he goes oh yeah yeah <laughs> Devin's definitely like I mean my show is Far Beyond Metal it's a Trap Young Lad song because I have a
1: problem the oh no <laughs> <Bad boy laughs> no now. that's
0: cool that's cool alright so I'm gonna go ahead and just get going yeah uh, so I saw I think on Twitter recently that somebody pitched the idea of pre-gaming and partying <laughs> and whatnot before a show this is probably gonna be about in line of what you would normally do I guess just hang out Chill, chat, Yeah,
1: yeah, like uh much of a party guy. <laughs> no, no. Um yeah, when he said pre yeah, that was funny. I thought he you know, he meant play a game of catch or something. Um no, yeah, generally, um honestly, like I feel like I've gotten more into um I have the same routine like the hour before the changeover before our set, which is like that that that's my warm up and playing thing, i'm just getting mind in, stretching out and stuff. But before that, maybe the hour before that, is literally just laying in my bunk. (laughs) Like, maybe meditating, collecting myself. Of course. Uh, Maybe reading or just, just... Honestly, just kind of, like, gathering myself a little bit before around people all day it's kind of like no matter where you are i mean i was sitting on the bus by myself before you got here but that's that's pretty rare that's pretty (laughs) rare uh you're generally surrounded by your own guys or like there's two other bands people at the venue you know people on the street so sometimes you just need collect yourself a little bit before um you know all those notes are going through your head of course
0: and uh i know you've played san francisco a lot is there any spot food wise that you usually hit whenever you
1: come to town we, we did go to Ike's today, or, or got some Ike's delivered over here. Great sandwich spot. Um, I think we have one in Davis, yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of all over now. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, yeah, Ike's is definitely definitely a favorite. you go to a Handsome Owl? No, cheese, I think. I think there's cheese on that one. No, I don't.
0: They have one called the Handsome Owl. Oh, the Handsome Owl. The, yeah. No,
1: I always get the Pilgrim. The oh, Pilgrim Pilgrim's is too. great, yeah. And yes. it seems seasonal right now.
0: Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> I've got some seasonal questions for you in
1: a Oh, good, good. So,
0: yes. Uh, yeah, Paul recommended, when I talked to him one time, this place called Herbivore, and I loved yeah. it. And it's in town. It's since closed, I believe. It not. has,
1: yeah. It's he was bummer. just looking it up uh, yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. No, it's OK. That that was just kind of one of those ones that, like, has been around forever. Yes. Obviously, a name like Herbivore. They were probably the first vegan restaurant it's, here. It's, like, who right knows? right on there, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: It was so good, too. Like, it was a good spot.
1: There's a lot of good food, and and honestly, like, there's an Indian place just over here called Dosa, like, that looks phenomenal, like, yeah, <laughs> stuff all over. Like, after this, we have some time to kill, and I
0: didn't really look into food, so that's also a little self-serving of me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: Um, Kind of switching gears a little bit, I saw a video of you recently banging on your kitchen counter on some pots and pans while... Yeah. Playing it against a synth was yeah. In this particular song Was there a conscious decision going as far Acoustic one direction, as far electric In one moment
1: No, something about, I've done a few of those Type of videos Um uh, And you know, for that one The genesis of it was actually funny Because I had wanted to Test out a friend's Um, like amp simulation Um he had sent me, but I wanted to do it on the upright bass. I was just like, that's going to be so weird. Put, like, distorted bass sounds on on the upright. And uh, and then I, I was having so much trouble installing it on my computer and I couldn't get it to go. But I was like, I just had the idea anyways. I was like, oh, I'm just going to go downstairs and beat around and see what happens. Those, the, the, like, I like doing that. Um, it's kind of fun to work in the one-minute time frame of what you can post on Instagram. And it's also, like, one of those, like... One of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to invest any more time into this than today. Whatever I... whatever I... Uh, whatever kind of beat I write, whatever happens, it just happens today. I edit it, upload it the next day, you know, it's, and it's just kind of a fun little creative burst for me and kind of, kind of, I don't know, stay within that. Because I can, obviously with everything I do, I can be very nitpicky, like you have to be, and... Uh, some tasks that you think are gonna be small end up you know four days later you've got this 15 minute song and you know like right. stuff like that happens and so uh, to really be like i'm only gonna to spend today doing this and and it's fun and yeah i the with the with the homemade percussion i i just love i love i think the sounds are fun and um
0: how long do you take to pick out those particular pots? because I've, that-
1: I've done a couple with them yeah i've got i've got like a little I've got, what did I, for this one, I've got, because um, I've, I've changed it up, but I have a, a pot lid that is, like, a perfect, like, little, like, stack, like a ch ch and so I've paired that with, like, a few different, like, like like a drying rack, um, some other things to, like, get a good dead sound or, like, kind of, like, a warbly hit to it. Um, I think that was the first time I brought out one of the cookie tins. I brought out a, a, a plastic cookie tin, and that was giving me kind of my more, like, thuddy... You know, sort of Tom thing. I, it's,
0: so you, uh, I live
1: alone. <laughs> I, I have, I can do whatever I want. So.
0: I kind of meant that question this smart-ass, but you clearly put like a lot of thought into what kitchen implements got involved.
1: Yeah, um, I know because I've done, I've done a couple of them, and I, I've, I've sampled uh, my pots and pans for some of the the nightmare scenario stuff mm-hmm. I've done myself. So I have, I have a sample of those that I can. I can just always toss, and it's just 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 a quirky sound, and, and and I think when you hear it, you're just it doesn't sound quite like any anything to, except just banging on metal. So,
0: can I picture cover to you? Yeah. Are you a Doug fan? Oh yeah. Banging on a trash can.
1: Oh man, Struggling yeah. A street
0: light. I mean, you're out many different kinds <laughs> of street lights banging yeah. on trash cans.
1: I'm assuming. It's oh, just- so funny. I just referenced Doug the other day to my girlfriend because um, I had posted a... I, I sent her a photo. Um, one of our guys took of me I was stretching out the other day but my hair was down as such and it looked so like wavy and I was making I was joking oh, it was I, was a like, huh? yeah, I was like leather jacket guy yeah uh, uh, Roger yes. Roger Quads. I was like <laughs> I was like oh my god it looked just like Roger It's so weird it's funny
0: that show sure was too good oh it's I, mean, I, I don't I don't know if I could watch it now in the same oh I don't
1: know I'm sure I, I did try to
0: revisit Angry Beavers and I wouldn't recommend going back I, yeah
1: I remember that one just a little bit it was my go to for a long time yeah just because they had a,
0: the coolest house, which is really. <laughs> what I watch shows for right. Um, also, through your Instagram, there was a, a post about your dad commenting on your female vocals. Oh yeah, because you were singing a certain register. What yeah. does your dad think in general of your your music, your output, with between the Baron and me, Nightmare, or anything?
1: Yeah, he's super into it. I mean, um, it's it's funny because he, um, you know, when he was my age and younger. I mean, when I started getting into bands, like you know, stuff like Zappa and Mahavishnu Orchestra and Gentle Giant, whatever, like that was stuff he was listening to when he was at that age as well. And I grew up with those records around, but like never, never really pushed on me. It was like kind of when I got into it myself, I was like, oh, I feel like I remember seeing this album cover in my dad's collection. So my dad is a big like progressive music fan. And he's still like very active, finding new artists. Um, he doesn't like uh, he doesn't sit on any one thing for very long. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like the hunt is like very exciting to him, um, which I have in me as well. And the, you know that there's there's a lot you know musically, and you know just like like if, like sci-fi stuff he got me into um, weirdo stuff like David Lynch, you know. W- at a young age and, you know, all all this stuff. So there's there's a fun lineage of stuff that, that we have to talk about and discuss that it's, f- like, that I really only have, like, maybe a couple friends, you know, where there's stuff like, you know, Zappa or Tangerine Dream or Can, you know, like kind of groups that I can talk to about and have, like, real conversations. And my dad is one of those people. It's kind of cool. That's cool. So um, he's into the music, obviously, something like like bt bam took him a second like way back in the day like alaska just because it was so abrasive um i think with colors he started like tuning in on more of the musical stuff that was happening and then ever since you know he's he's on board he gets it um was it like uh tommy's vocals i think i think that and just the general you know i think with someone like who's not attuned to something like that you know my dad never listened to anything that was like metal or even as aggressive as like Alaska was and uh you know I'm sure it was just jarring and it was just hard to just figure out his brain you know what what was happening um but I think it just it just clicked in a little more as the years went on and, I, and our stuff became a little bit more you know song centered oriented yeah. Yeah, like, like he totally gets it now
0: uh, you brought up David Lynch and you did yeah. a cover of the Twin Peaks theme. I did, yeah. That, that uh, to me, it reminds me of like Fragile Era Nine Inch Nails. Oh, cool. Are you a Nine Inch Nails guy? I, I am, I am.
1: I'm not a freak about him, but <laughs> I, I love... Man, I felt I, like an
0: attack. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. no I, I really, I really do. And, and that album especially, I think is uh, kind of like a creative masterwork. You know what I mean? It, it seems like... Uh, That's my favorite of his... It's space. easily, yeah, yeah. Likewise, it, it seems like he was at... Some sort of place where he was pushing, trying new things, like engineering and mixing-wise even, you know? What? And, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, my dad watched that show in particular when it aired in 1990, and so I was like six, and, and it just scared the bejesus out of me. I mean, so much, and you know, it's stuff that stuck with me as into being an adult, and then when I finally got to go and experience it on my own you know that was another one of those great connections that we had that we could talk about and then as it was getting ready to come back a couple of years ago um, I thought it would be a fun thing to revisit a theme of music that once terrified me right. you know <laughs> as as subtle and um, laid back and loungy as it is you know.
0: Like it's- I only remember the baseline of that theme. And yeah. And hearing, like, your expanded version of it, like, the baseline's still definitely there. It is, yeah. But it's, like, this other dark thing. I basis. feel like it goes with the, the theme, or the theme of the show a lot. Yeah,
1: right, right. Yeah, the, um... At any point, were you banging on a log during that? No. That would have been great. That would have been really good. Just at um, the end of one? No, yeah. That was probably... I think that was one of the first things I released as Nightmare Scenario, so... And that was just for fun. And,
0: um... The come up to speed on Nightmare Scenario yeah. but up until this point you've released some single tracks here and there with Nightmare Scenario and then this year you put out your first EP. Right. Uh, what made you decide to not go the single round on these like are they connected thematically like what made this a defined unit for you?
1: Uh, it was dude I've never it was really cool because the process of it but even just the the idea and the genesis of it was like nothing I'd really done before which was like uh, I thought of it and then like a week and a half later, I I had the EP, you know? And it was, um, I started kind of with the middle and worked to the end, and I had that burst really in like a night or two, and then um, I was kind of unsure what I wanted to do in the beginning, but I had a loose idea, and I had some of the like uh, horn and and clarinet players come in, and, um, and they probably just thought, you know, I had some small lines written, but it was really, it was just to a pulse. There was no music they were playing to. And, uh, you know, Clarinetist, this poor poor girl, she was great, but, you know, uh, I, I'd i have her like, I'd be like, what's the highest note you could hit, you know? And she'd be <laughs> like, I mean, I can hit this. It doesn't sound, good. you know, and she'd hit it, and I'd be like, I'd be like, what? I'm just gonna let it keep rolling just keep hitting it you know and she's squeaking and squonking trying to hit it and i was like oh she doesn't know but those are the, those are the takes that's what i'm using you know what i mean <laughs> i just wanted to build up some spooky stuff and um yeah man it, it that that was just it was just a, a burst of time and you know i've i've the, the nightmare thing is so bizarre because i've had a full length written for years i didn't ever think of myself singing on it um and then when i kind of realized that it was my thing and that I probably should then it was like a s- series of a couple years of trying to get the confidence working on some demos and then doing some stuff really I feel like that stuff that I've released so far fits my voice really well <laughs> stuff that I've written for my full length it's, it's taken like fun, knowing the comfort zone where my voice can sit and then Trying to really expand on it, and so it's just it's just taken a little extra time, and so it was fun to just release something.
0: Are you not comfortable with your voice in general? Because like you seem to dabble in just about every instrument I can think
1: of. Yeah, well, it's just it's just that it's I had never sung on something before, really. You know what I mean? And, and it's weird because when you're a musical person, and uh, like like I, I feel like everyone's got a voice. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that you can. You can, um, you know, tune it and tailor it as such, you know, and and, and find a way to, like, to, to use it and do it. And um, I just hadn't had the output for it before. You know, I'd sent some, some backups with orbs um, when we were at There's It was just little stuff. Um I just never thought much about it. did you used
0: to do uh, backing vocals with, uh... Way back, yeah. Right. Like, I'm Colors thinking... Era, there was yeah. a
1: couple things and that was even just short-lived and, uh... I you know. Uh,
0: is there any... I mentioned you play, like, a bunch of instruments. Is there anything you
1: just like, I don't want to play that? Um... <laughs> I probably... I mean, I wouldn't pick up, like, a horn, you know, or a saxophone or something. That, you know what I mean? Like, uh... That's why we brought in the clarinetists. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And... and trumpet and sax and uh yeah it's I, you know I studied upright bass in college and since I've lived alone um out in the woods I should specify I'm like I'm kind of like out there by myself it's great um, I've had more freedom I feel like to discover my voice more but then also like bring out my upright more and like you know the, the problem with that when, when you're not practicing continually which over the last 15 years since I left school I haven't um, as your hand position goes, and so those string instruments, you know, you don't have frets or whatever, it's just based off of, you know, you know that this distance is a whole step, you know, and this distance is a a half step, you know, and it kind of changes a little bit as you go up, but it's just, it's all based off feel, and so when that goes away, your intonation is out, and you don't even want to play it anymore, because it's, it's defeating, and it sucks, and you're like, I'm, somewhat of an accomplished musician. Shouldn't I be able to do this? I could do this in school when I was 18. What's going on? And so when you're living with someone, it's really hard. It's very humbling, you know, to pull out an instrument like that again and and just be squeaking and like playing out of tune. And it just sucks. So like once you're by yourself, you can really like dig in and, and start playing it again. And it's great. I had done um, this time last year, I was asked to do a like remix for uh, this English band called Bumper Monkey and I had I had really liked uh, a record that they put out years before and you know, got back together and were putting out something new and got in touch I was like great let's do it and I just totally like re-envisioned the song and that was the first time that I really like brought it out brought out the upright and, and was playing on it a bit it was really fun you know to do just some like small like walking bass stuff but then also some, some bowing stuff and it's yeah it's, it's fun trying ever, to get back into it have you ever played a hurdy-gurdy no it's, it's an instrument
0: I'm fascinated with and I've never I, heard of it it's like this thing where you kind of play like you would be fretting sort of but okay. with your whatever hand you mm-hmm. you like spin something it's like a, a European yes and it kind of sounds like just
1: and, right totally and, no I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean I never knew the name interesting uh,
0: yeah the I think they're called Cellar Darling their vocalist
1: plays one oh. uh, I'm all wow. for something that
0: has yeah
1: yeah oh that's interesting <laughs> I
0: wanted to talk to her just so I could uh, mm-hmm. ask her about Herdy Gerdy mm-hmm hope um, that she just had it next to her and just can like, like
1: can I just I'm just gonna play just, that right? I, is just,
0: that cool I have no idea how it works but I'm yeah. very curious <laughs> yeah yeah um so the, I said I was gonna come to something seasonal yeah tis the season yeah I wanna From see on. if you're gonna follow up on the Grinch suite or, oh no
1: um or is that one no it? that would be fun that was that is one and done you know I think I would love to um someday redo it and be able to like remix and uh do it a little bit more proper. That was all. I, I just I had done it upstairs, and it was one of the first things I did. It was really fun. It was really fun, and I based you know it all off the actual story, you know, not just the song and stuff. Um, Are you more of a Grinch or Cindy Lou when it comes to Christmas? Um, ooh, I'm somewhere in between. I don't like my family's all spread out right now. Um, I mean, it has been for my whole adult life, but it's even more so because my mom's retired in Florida. I'm in North Carolina, but I grew up in Pennsylvania, so my sister and my dad are still up there. I'm 10 hours here, and then my mom's 10 hours here, and my sister's got, you know, her own little family now, so it's like, if they're not traveling to my mom's, you know, my mom, she's just like, doesn't want to make a big deal about the holidays, which I totally get. And you know, there were some years where I was living with a significant other, and we're like, we'll just do our own thing. And it's it's fun, you know, because it's all about, like, um, traditions, right? So, like, you're younger, you have your traditions that you do every year. You know, you pull out the same stockings, you know, milk and cookies for Santa, whatever. Then you get older, and it's... I I just think you find your thing, you know, the thing that's going to be for you or whatever, and your family's still spread out like it is right now. Um, And us just being older, you know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do this year. My mom hasn't posed it to me, like... (laughs) do you want to come down or do you not want to and uh we're traveling basically right up to the holidays now so like i might not travel but i'm like okay with it if i don't you know because i will do my own things at home you know like i'll make checks mix on christmas eve that's something my grandma did you know and uh you know probably just cook a ton of food on christmas day and make it about that you know cool so but I'm not a Grinch. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, against it. And I love the movies. I mean, they're who's your, great.
0: Who's your Grinch? Carrie, Carloff, uh, or what's the Cumberbatch?
1: Who's what? Who's your Grinch? My Grinch? Yeah, who's
0: your portrayer of the Grinch that you're most fond of?
1: Oh, my God. Um, oh,
0: I don't know. Have you seen the Cumberbatch thing? No. Have animated one? I haven't either. No. So, I didn't know he did it. Okay. Uh, it came out, I think, last year. Oh, my I don't God. think
1: it did very well. Yeah, because like a... they had just done the Grinch a couple, well, the Jim Carrey one I mean, I guess that's a little older, but Yeah, I think not it's, it's old, you know Right, I, I don't know Holds, holds strong
0: a strong enough legacy that seems new
1: Yeah, right
0: some of The Grinch Suite, a single from Dan Briggs's Nightmare Scenario. I'll have more with Dan in just a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Mina Caputo of Life of Agony discusses her musical origins.
2: Um, oh yeah, I think I, I was in the band with Joey, and it was called Capital Punishment, and we were terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> terrible how, like, what did you sound like? What bands were you channeling?
2: oh Jesus I mean I was fucking 14 years old 13, 14 Joey was 15, 16 we were like complete we were I think we were trying to go after we all had even even at that young age we still had brought in different people we all you know like uh, I don't know maybe Joey was trying to bring in the uh, kill them all era I was trying to bring in, never mind the bollocks, um, you know, Sex Pistols. Um, Alan maybe trying to bring in uh, the, the chaos of Roger Waters and and Floyd. Even though we all love Floyd, um, that's where like you know, River Runs Red and the Sound of Scars. In a sense, that whole dialogue and. And, 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 and just more than just the music, like call it a concept or whatever you want to call it, but just a storyline that goes with, with, with the songs as well. Um, that's where all that comes from. You know, the whole Pink Floyd catalog in a sense, like, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, uh, The Wall, of course. Pink Floyd, The Final Cut, Um, they all had um, this, uh, and you know, when you're a kid, and you're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, listening to Pink Floyd constantly with your friends, and like, it was great, we we grew up with a lot of like, kind of friends, of course, that fell off, but we all grew up with all different kinds of music, like, you know, I was listening and I was, I grew up playing uh, classical piano, so I was bringing in Chopin and Bach and Beethoven, and and I grew up with my uncle, and he had a, an incredible vinyl collection, so I was exposed, I was already exposed to Prince and John Coltrane and um, um, Queen, Queen, News of the World, um, you know, Rod Stewart, Annie Lennox, The Eurythmics, Blondie, The Doors, Zeppelin, these were all my favorites and um, what I imagined, I guess, bringing in as well. Um, But we all had different um, kind of, we all had different friends that loved different bands and Joey loving Metallica and The Misfits and Alan Love and Floyd and Metallica and and we all loved the Crow Mags. We all loved the Bad Brains. We all loved, um, of course, we all loved um, a lot of the same stuff. And um, could even at that age, we 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 try to mimic our heroes. Kiss, you know, like even before we knew how to play instruments, we we were banging on. On pillows, as drums, and pretending we were the kiss. We had kiss, fucking cards, and gum before we had the music. Well, that's not true. We had the music before that, but, but. yeah, you know, we had friends that loved White Lion. Um, you know, Bon Jovi. My father loved Bon Jovi. And it
0: Life of Agony are on tour right now to promote their latest album, The Sound of Scars. Find dates and order the album over at lifeofagony.com. Now, here are some of Between the buried and Me's Voice of Trespass from their album, Autumn Two, before I wrap my chat with Dan Briggs. <laughs> Saw that you have posted a, a painting that you've done recently. Oh, How long yeah. have you been painting? And like, is that something you've been doing a long time? Or no, done?
1: it's it, that's newer as well. And, and and again, one of those things of living alone and like, you know, taking a room in my house and, and turning it into a place that that I can literally throw paint around, you know, drop cloths down on the floor and stuff, and uh, and that's that's just really fun for me. It it was like. Um, you know, you can only be upstairs doing music stuff for so many hours, you know what I mean? Like, when I hit a certain point and my ears are fried, um, you know, I'm just drained, um, you just can't do it anymore, you know what I mean? But then there's some nights that I'm done upstairs, I make dinner, and I still feel like I got some creative energy, but I don't, you know, my ears are fried, uh, then I'll go downstairs, you know, put on some Ornette Coleman or something, and uh, and throw some paint around. And it's, uh, it's really fun. It's really fun to have a creative outlet. That's something, um, that's obviously like the, the same part of the brain, but just, just totally different application, you know? And I've kind of, I've, I've like come at it with this, uh, whereas like with music, you know, I'm, studied for decades and, you know, have this crazy background and theory and everything. And, um, with painting you know that there's no instruction and it's just uh you know i have kind of like a no mistakes policy like for the most part you know all my work that i've done is just i'm the only one seeing it so something's going awry you know what i mean just put a fresh coat over it to tackle it again you know and it's been great to learn techniques and you know learn if i use this brush or this tool in this certain way it makes this kind of movement and uh yeah just just honestly much like you know, having a new, like, effects pedal or discovering a new, you know, like, uh, new software, you know, new music software, you know what I mean? Like, you just dig in, you spend the time, and you figure out, you know, how to how to apply everything to either what you see in your brain or just, I mean, when I started, I didn't, I was just throwing stuff around. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing at all. It was, you know, it's a little scary, but then again, you know, you're just like, I'm the only one doing this. It's okay.
0: So, is it you early know? to, expect a btbam roadshow with your paintings lining the walls yeah. <laughs> no i don't think so like, no uh, <laughs> not going out on tour with their old uniforms and stuff oh wow like the...
1: oh that's funny um no you know I, I you know it'd be nice someday to you know get to the point where i feel good um to display something in person but it's uh you know i really only i i've done the art for all the stuff i've done for nightmare but I, I don't really advertise it, you know, um...
0: I kind of assumed that you did, but then seeing your painting go up recently, I connected the dots, and I was like, oh, that makes sense.
1: Right, right, yeah, um, and then that one, that one, just because literally someone wrote me with an idea based off of something that they'd seen and must have pieced together that I had done, um, and, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, we, we can do that, yeah, this is cool. Uh,
0: we're sitting outside of the Fillmore and there's about to be a Between the Barry and Me set this evening mm-hmm. uh, And I want to ask how the evening with sets went in Europe
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was great It was, uh, it was daunting going into And then like pretty quickly, weirdly um, Got comfortable with it, like doing it live And yeah um, uh, the first you know we, we we worked on it really having a flow and having from set to set kind of to set you know the the encore was still a half hour so it kind of felt like it didn't even feel like an extension of the second set it kind of felt like a whole other thing that we were doing um, you know the, the days honestly flew by because it was also it was only us mm-hmm. um, no one else in the club besides the people working there and uh, no one else backstage it was pretty wild um, but it uh it went well you know and uh, I th- I think we uh it was it was fun to do it and then have ideas about how we could maybe do it um and, and 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 like tweak stuff you know what i mean like like if we did it again we wouldn't obviously do the same exact set um it was it was almost kind of tailored to the european experience you know what i mean to to us playing a market that that we've gone to a lot over the years but isn't like home base you know what i mean so we played we played it kind of safe playing a lot of like hit type stuff you right. know what i mean like like the songs that are like okay off alaska we'll play alaska and off of you know what i mean like <laughs> we'll do this you know what i mean it was it was like that sort of thing
0: I, I saw the set list and i was like oh this makes sense for a place you're not playing a lot right right I exactly end, i white walls kind of got it yeah,
1: yeah 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 exactly so um yeah
0: cool uh could you see yourself bringing that stateside uh, Your home base?
1: Maybe, maybe. Cool. You know, as as of right now, you know, we're just.
0: I mean you're on a tour with other bands right now, and that would be. I don't know, oh my god. Weird to be like, hey, this is cool.
1: That would no, yeah, we're we're playing an hour tonight, so it uh, it feels nice. Even though weirdly, I feel like I'm still getting comfortable playing this set. strange, yeah. strange. To I mean, I I guess it just prepped a lot more for playing two plus hours. I mean, I felt like I was kind of living it. I I some days I would I would have to do the first set, leave the house, go do errands, just get away, and then come back and bust out the next hour, it's uh, sitting there just for that long, you know, uh, every day, because, you know, really, after I've learned stuff, when you're in the, like, self-practice mode, you just have to do that. You just get in the grind of, like, every day I'm gonna sit here, I press play, I run the set, you know, like, like we're doing it live. So that when we get in the practice space, when we only get in for, like, a day or so before, um, it just happens. And you can fine-tune any transition or whatever if someone needs to go over a part. But in general, you know, it's not like we're running over and over and over, you know. When we did a record like Colors, like way back then, like we I remember we got up for like a week, you know, before the tour and we were playing it over and over. And by day like three or four, we were like, we have this, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? We're like...
0: Two more days, but I'm assuming the process wasn't the same. was it last year to do colors again
1: or two years ago whenever that was right no yeah i i, I can't re- i can't really remember what that rehearsal schedule was like. We probably had a um we probably did like like usual like we probably did one day at the practice space and then one day with uh production at a venue but I can't that already seems like a blur and I know technically that was like. The beginning of this touring cycle because we did that you know went home for the rest of the year and the holidays and then like that february like two years ago the, the record came out or what month is it now yeah two years ago, Never. jesus christ yeah so anyways <laughs> anyways in the next like part of the year we're on our last leg of the touring cycle so yeah it all blends together <laughs> you know what i mean i can
0: imagine it seems like it would yeah and if you ever started to, like Piecing together the next thing.
1: No, um, not quite yet. I got some small ideas, but um, you know, honestly, the last two tours that we've done, this one and the one we just did in Europe, we've had pretty short breaks at home in between, and so the last one we did before Europe, you know, I spent I spent time, you know, writing a, a chunk of music, and then immediately having to switch into like you know, two or three weeks of like prep for, for that tour and I just really wasn't doing much outside of that and then when it came to prepping for this one after just playing all that music and dumping it from my brain because we're not, I think we only retained one, you know, three minute long song from that whole set for this this tour right now, um, which is good because it, it, like, I think another one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like, I see the set over there, I'm trying not to look because I'm, Oh, is it just yeah. sitting there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think it's ending the way I imagine it will, and then what's that one song called? Anyway, I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's nice because uh, you you we have such a large catalog at this point in time that you want to feel like every time you're going out you're playing something new, keeping it a little fresh. You know what I mean? From tour to tour, uh, even though that was in Europe and this is over here, like I think for us it helps keeping that fresh. But um, but I didn't. Uh, because it was such a short break, I this last time I kind of like made a deal with myself that it was like I was going to be okay if I didn't... My like creative checklist right now is... It grows so much, and there, there's so much on there. I'm trying to get a new version of TrioScapes going. I saw Like that. a, a cool. year ago, we were knee-deep in writing the second Nova Collective record, and it, it just kind of like... You know, Rich was doing a new Haken record, and then I just, you know, over the last year I've just been doing other stuff, and it's, we, we gotta circle back around, we, we really want to, and we're gonna do it, and then, um, stuff I'm doing on my own, and then in the back of my head I got some s- small demos of new BT Bams, so it's, this last break at home, it was a couple weeks, you know, and I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna do personal life, cool. matters, and, and not, and be okay with it, you know what I mean? It was that hard. It was great. Oh, you're good. We definitely weren't talking about you. Are you talking about him? We were talking about you. You're in the interview. Right now? Yeah. yeah is it probably. still going? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it goes by Chris, but it's Christopher. I don't know. I know, I know. <laughs> actually, that, that is the last of my my. Uh, oh, perfect, so yeah.
1: Good time this part, actually. Brilliant. That's awesome.
0: the Barry to Me on tour right now with Chawn in intervals through the rest of the year. For dates, head to Me.com, then follow the band on Facebook. That's www.facebook.com slash BTBamOfficial. Then Dan's Nightmare Scenario can be found at NightmareScenario.BandCamp.com. There you can get the Between What Is Real EP, The Grinch Suite, The Twin Peaks theme, and a lot more. To wrap this episode, I am going to recommend that you check out the band, Lunar. Lunar are a duo from Sacramento, California, who play progressive metal. They formed in 2014, and in that time they have released two albums and an EP. Their most recent album, Eidolon, was released on November 8th, 2019, so last week if you're listening to this when this drops. From that album, Eidolon here is Hypnotized in its entirety.
1: I
2: knew we couldn't win Now how can I forget myself? A change has occurred A shift deep within my mind
0: Pick up Idol and "Now" and Everything Else by Lunar over at lunarbandofficial.bandcamp.com. There you can also grab shirts, patches, and all sorts of Lunar loot. Then keep up with the band over at facebook.com slash lunarbandofficial. And of course, if you'd like to speak with me, you may head to podcast.com. There, hit the contact area, hit me with a band if you know of one, if you're in one. Or if you want to keep up with me in another way, head to facebook.com slash metal Instagram at pod. Twitter at underscore Far Beyond Metal. All of these are options. And if you need to refresh on any of those, you can find them all over at farbeyondmetalpodcast.com. Then the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Meter Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A
2: Catchbox Production.